aquel que piense Así es mi voz que sale de mi corazón y volará sin yo querer por los caminos más lejanos por los sueños que soñé será reflejo del amor de lo que me tocó vivir será la música de fondo de lo mucho que sentí oye mi son mi viejo son tiene la clave de cualquier generación. En el alma de mi gente, en el cuero del tambor, en las manos del conguero, en los pies del bailador yo viviré. Allí estaré, mientras pase una comparsa, con mi rumba cantaré. Seré siempre lo que fui, con mi azúcar para mí yo viviré. El cielo de la libertad Cuántos amigos que dejé Y cuántas lágrimas lloré Yo viviré Para volverlos a encontrar Y seguiré Con mi canción Bailando música caliente Como bailo yo Y cuando suene una guaracha Y cuando suene un guaguancó En la sangre de mi pueblo En su cuerpo estaré yo Oye mi son Mi viejo son tiene la clave de cualquier generación En el alma de mi gente, en el cuero del tambor En las manos del conguero, en los pies del bailador Yo viviré, allí estaré Mientras pase una comparsa con mi rumba cantaré Seré siempre lo que fui, con 
azúcar para ti Yo viviré, yo viviré Oye mi son, mi viejo son Tiene la clave de cualquier generación En el alma de mi gente, en el cuero del tambor En las manos del conquero, en los pies del bailador Yo Con mi rumba cantaré, seré siempre lo que fui Con mi azúcar para ti, yo viviré KEXU, Four People's Revolutionary Radio on 96.1 FM LP. Online at www.formagazine.org slash radio. KEXU, Poor People's Revolutionary Radio on 96.1 FM LP on the dial in Oakland and streaming in Oakland and streaming online. live online on www.org/radio.
this is 96.1 FM, Poe People's Revolutionary Radio. I'm JV, and you're listening to Free Aslan. And in today's show, um, I want to start off uh, with some... Um, I'm going to be having an interview a little bit later, but I wanted to start off with some news from Aslan Press. And this particular news um, is concerning an upcoming event. It is called um, Healing Justice, Ending Mass Incarceration Conference. And um, this is a conference that's coming up. It's going to be November, um, November the 2nd. Um, and November the 3rd, and Saturday and Sunday. And this event, I believe, uh, Saturday morning is sold out. However, you can still register, um, and you can um, email or check the website at psysr.endmassincarceration, that's one word, endmassincarceration at gmail.com. And this is a conference. Uh, I'm going to be speaking on a panel, and it's put on by the um, some educators at UC Berkeley, and it's going to be concerning uh, mass imprisonment, um, or what I like to call national oppression. And this is going to be a conference um, with different speakers. Um, you know, there's going to be some educators speaking. There's going to be some formerly incarcerated voices um and i will just um, read from their flyer uh it says um conference um program our preliminary program is included below and we are grateful to all the amazing speakers who will be sharing their knowledge and experiences with us please note that we will be adding more details about the workshops and speakers soon evening event we have added a special evening event that requires separate registration due to the limited number of seats we will gather to listen to the voices of people impacted by mass incarceration the program will include a keynote address from ricky kidd who was recently exonerated after 23 years in prison address by stacy rojas Poetry and an open forum where impacted families and organizers will share their experiences. We will also listen to messages from people inside and consider concrete ways of providing support. You can register for this event at Evenbright, www.evenbright.com slash e slash healing dash justice dash liberate dash cages dash voices dash tickets dash seven four seven seven five three four four zero six seven and um, i'll read that one more time www.evenbright.com slash e slash healing dash justice dash liberate dash caged dash voices dash tickets dash seven four seven seven five Three four four zero six seven, and then it goes on to say continuing education credits. Those um, participants um, can get credits, um, school credits, and um, this is going to be um, a beautiful event. Um, I'm scheduled to speak at twelve noon. Um, there's also going to be other participants. Will be Amina Alster. 
Ambassador Program Coordinator for Underground Scholars Initiative. Uh, another speaker will be Kat Brooks, Executive Director of Justice Teams Network. Um, I will be speaking um, as a survivor, torture survivor, and former prison correspondent and activist. There will also be Mariposa McCall, psychiatrist for Contra Costa County, and Terry Coopers, professor emeritus uh, for the Wright Institute. So it, it's going to be um, a beautiful event. There's also going to be an art exhibit. Uh, they will be having some of my artwork, some original pieces that I drew while in the concentration camp at Pelican Bay Shoe. And um, some of those um, pieces, um, they will be um, on sale there. So it, it's going to be a beautiful event to learn about mass incarceration, about uh, national oppression, because that's basically what uh, mass incarceration is. And um, also finding ways um, of moving forward and, um, and talking about different methods of, um, you know, imprisonment and different ways we can um, all help each other grow. Um, and, um, yeah, so it's going to be a beautiful event. So uh, that's November 2nd, and it's going to be at the Wright Institute in Berkeley. So um, please um, come by, please check it out, and, you know, spread the word, uh, tell friends and family, anybody who's been incarcerated or, you know, um, who have been impacted by incarceration. That can be children, can be grandparents, everybody. And, you know, this is um, something that we all go through, that our communities go through, and, you know, um, so this is something that affects us all. Even if, you know, you go to the store, you go to the, um, you know, the local market, um, chances are somebody in there has been uh, incarcerated, imprisoned, or their family members. So everywhere you go, you get on the bus, on the BART, wherever you go, there's everybody in there um, been incarcerated or has friends or family who've been incarcerated. So... This is something that impacts us all. And there's a reason for it. You know, I've spoken about it before. Uh, mass imprisonment is national uh, oppression. And, you know, we, um, you know, we know that why um, certain um, communities are targeted. Mostly brown, black folks are in targeted for imprisonment. And it's, you know, it's, it's a lopsided uh, injustice system because, you um, you know, the numbers tell us that um, more people in the U.S. Uh, who use drugs are white. And uh, the majority of people, you know, on welfare are white. So, you know, it's lopsided that, the, you know, the notion that uh, brown and black people are, you know, the poorest people in the U.S. who, you know, commit crimes more than anybody. That's just a bunch of malarkey. You know, because the fact of the matter is that we are not the majority of people who commit crimes. Uh, white folks are. And yet, when you look at the prisons and the jails, we're the majority, brown and black people. So that's um, a concrete example that this injustice system um, is very lopsided and it's a, na it's a form of national oppression. And that goes back to the days of, you know, first colonization. So, you know... 
Today, a lot of people talk about decolonization. You see it on T-shirts. You see it, you know, it's becoming uh, decolonization chic. You know, everybody, you know, it's like a fad talking about decolonization. But they really don't get to the nooks and crannies and the, you know, what is, you know, why do we need decolonization? Well, it's because we are a colonized people. And you ask a lot of these same people, um, a lot of people don't know um, why it is we need decolonization. Well, because we're colonized. Who are we colonized by? We're colonized by America. But what is America? Is that brown and black folks? Hell no, we are not Americans. As I've said many times before, you know, Malcolm X said, you can put puppies in an oven, that's not going to make them cookies. It doesn't matter, they're still puppies. You know, just because brown and black folks, third world peoples are here um, under this uh, U.S. government, it does not make us Americans. You know, we come from our own third world countries and we develop here living under U.S. imperialism. And this development, uh, in many cases, takes on the form of uh, a nation. You know, for the Chicano people, we have developed into a nation. For black folks, black folks have developed into a nation here. So, you know, we have national interests now. And our national interests are totally in contradiction with American uh, with uh, with American objectives. So, you know, we are not Americans. And, you know, um, the Chicano nation, um, uh, you know, we, we are not Americans. So because of that, we've been colonized just like black folks and First Nations people. Um, because we've been colonized and, you know, colonization is basically when um, a certain group of people, a certain nation is governed um by a foreign nation you know we are not governed by our own people we are governed by an oppressor nation and so you know and and it just you know just to be blunt just so happens that um the the original settlers in case any of the listeners did not know um happened to be the white oppressor nation and you know Sorry to say that, but this is the truth, you know, and this is the thing about free Aslan is, you know, I'm going to be blunt. This is how it is. And you're not going to hear this on a lot of different radio stations, but this is the beauty of free Aslan. And we tell it like it is. And, you know, as I've said before, we have white allies, you know, white revolutionary allies. And these are people who commit national suicide they work to undermine the white nation their nation the nation that they belong to they work every single day to undermine their own nation because they understand it is an oppressor nation so you know this is something that we have to uh remember we have to um always be grounded in this because the minute that we think we're americans is um (laughs) you know when uh, we begin to, um, you know, basically be sellouts and, um, you know, and we abandon the struggles of our people and other oppressed peoples and other oppressed nations within these false U.S. borders. So this is something that's very important. We have to understand um, and, and we have to um, come to grips with it. And all of our allies, our true allies have to come to grips with it. It's something that I know it's hard to listen to 
and I know it's a little bit awkward for some folks, but um, this is the truth. And un unless somebody can prove otherwise, um, this is the truth of the oppressor nation. And this is something I know we don't read in history books in school. And why is that? It's because the history books are written by the oppressor nation. Why would they give us the information in real history of who is oppressing us and how we are colonized? They will not. Why wouldn't they do that? Well, because then people are going to question, well, wait a minute. If we're oppressed, who are we oppressed by? And that points straight to them. And then once we, you know, get over that hurdle, then we're going to question, well, wait a minute, if we're oppressed and we're oppressed by this oppressor nation, what are we going to do to overturn our oppression? And this is what really scares them. So this is why it's very important that we dig deeply as as hard it is, as it is, as awkward as it may be to some of our friends. We have very close friends. We have allies that may feel a little bit awkward and, you know, a little bit hurt by some of the truth. But this is the truth. And, you know, um, and we're never going to move forward unless we identify uh, the principal contradiction in our struggle. And that is between the oppressed nations and the oppressor nation in these false U.S. borders. So this is something that we need to understand, teach our children, teach our neighbors, friends, family, and we have to um, struggle against this. And, and there's many ways that people are struggling. I'm seeing many beautiful developments, things that have never happened before in these false U.S. borders are now happening. Many forms of decolonization. And I'm very impressed. I'm very um, happy to see this unfold and be a witness to this. And there's many developments. I'm not going to get into all of them. Um, but we all know in our communities um, what these developments are. And we're seeing a lot of good um, progress, real progress, and um, not fake progress. And so, you know, um, this is something that we have to, uh, you know, always remember, be grounded in and, um, and, and, and share with others. Because, you know, if we don't share with others, then um, we're leaving a whole generation that's going to be uh, lost and blind. And, you know, our goal and objective is to move forward. Um, and so the next generation can be a little more advanced than we are in this struggle against colonization. But um, and so today's show, I want to just say that I'm going to be interviewing um, Brother G7. Some of you remember G7. He does a lot of uh, revolutionary music. He's a guest here almost every week. And, you know, he is, you know, G7 is, is you know, basically a, uh, the artist in residence of Free Aslan, you know. He's here all the time, you know. So, you know, he, he almost, he damn near has a sleeping bag right here at Free Aslan. He's here so much and we, you know, we love to have this brother here. But he's encountered some rep repression lately and, um, you know, pig basically pig terror you know i've talked about pig terror before 
pig terror is um, something that, you know, plagues our communities, um, plagues the brown and black communities. Um, and this is something that he has just encountered. And the brother was um, snatched up and thrown in the concentration camp. So, you know, they, you know, brother does a lot of good work, does a lot of revolutionary work, revolutionary music. He's a participant of Free Aslan, and he's involved in many other struggles. And, you know, because of that, he's faced some heat. He's faced some repression. And, you know, they snatched him up and threw him in the concentration camp. And, you know, they're attempting to put pressure on this brother. So we're going to promote and broadcast his story his struggle and um the worst thing you can do when you're being under attack by the pigs or by the state is to remain silent that's the worst thing you can do and the best thing you can do is to broadcast it and to shine a light on it because the state and the pigs are like cockroaches you know you turn on you know you, you those of you in the ghetto you know what i'm talking about you turn on the light and the cockroaches just take off running they run into cracks and they hide you know how that is you know i'm not gonna lie i've lived in like that i know how it is you turn the light on they're gone and then you turn the light off, they come out, and that's how the pigs, pig repression, pig terror, state repression, that's how it is. You turn the light on, and they scatter because they don't want to shine a light on the repression that they're uh, dishing out to us. You know, they want it to be quiet. They want to operate in the dark. They want to neutralize us in the shadows. They don't want nobody to know what they're doing, but... Here at Free Aslan, we're going to broadcast it. We're going to let the world know because we got listeners all over the world. We got listeners in Palestine, free Palestine. We got listeners in Hawaii, free Hawaii. We got listeners all over the planet. So we want our listeners to know what is happening with Brother G7, how they're attacking them, how they're repressing them, and how we need to fight back. So this is what we're going to talk about. Absolutely, this is what we're going to talk about. So we're going to get into that in a minute. I just want to read something um, very quickly, and then we're going to go into a short break with some music. And then when we come back after that, we're going to have Brother G7 uh, come on and tell his story on what is occurring and how the pigs are, um, you know, attacking them and, and, you know, focusing on them targeting them and we're going to throw that out there so let me just you know this is a short article i'm going to read it's from the book chicano power and the struggle for aslan this um of this, course um, some of the listeners have heard me read from this book it's a very important book uh written by chicano prisoners um in california prisons and it's a revolutionary history book um, it's a training manual, it's a study guide, um, and this is the way forward. Um, this book has the key to that. So you could check it out, you could find it on Amazon.com, and you could just Google it and find it um, all over. You can order it anywhere. And Aslam Press also has it. So this is, um, let me read this, um, this short article. In this art particular article, um, you know, I've had conversations in recent recent times and recent days 
uh, with people who are talking about, you know, they question what is socialism? Like, what is this? And that's, you know, some people say that's a foreign uh, ideology. It's a European ideology. Well, you know, so I'm going to break through the myth of that today because, you know, this is a doctrine that can be utilized anywhere. It could be utilized in uh, Peru, it could be utilized in Mexico, it could be util- utilized here in Aslan, in Khalif Aslan, it could be utilized in Alaska, anywhere you are, anywhere in the world, in China, in Russia, wherever you are, you can utilize the doctrine. So these are methods of organizing societies, you know. We talk about organizing the community. Well, this is organizing a society, uh, you know, an entire country or an entire world for that matter. So these are just different ways of organizing people. Um, and, and, and so this is a very important article. And this particular subchapter is called Socialism and the Chicano Nation. And so for those who are not familiar and... You know, some may believe that this is some foreign, you know, it's like saying, um, I don't want to use money because um, it's a European American, um, you know, product. That's ridiculous. You have to, you, you know, you use money for your own community, for your own means. And um, it's like saying, well, I think all guns should be banned because, um, you know, guns are made by, you know, European people and corporations. Well, you know, the world needs guns because you can't get rid of the gun without the gun. You need to use the gun to get rid of the gun. So, you know, you know, we can't get into this, um, you know, it's um, boiling things down. to you know i don't i mean if that's the case why are we speaking english that's a european language you know so we don't want to get into that caught up in that trap of boiling everything down to their essence because um then we can't speak to each other you know until we all learn nawa you know we can't or swahili or what have you but uh so that's ridiculous you have to use the tools you know um um concepts like socialism are tools and you use tools for your own community for your own people in order to advance your people to advance your community so this is how we have to look at it and don't you know get sidetracked by these um you know these people who boil everything down to their essence because if that's the case they shouldn't be speaking english they shouldn't use dollars and they shouldn't have guns you know, if they're, you know, um, anything that was touched by a European, you know, we have to, we, you know, guerrilla warfare, we use, um, you know, all methods and tactics, um, even those of the enemy um, or anybody else, we have to use different tactics in order to accomplish our goals and objectives. So if we're thinking militarily, um, we're going to use everything at our disposal that helps advance our people. You know, and then we um, tweak it and we apply it to our own conditions. We're not trying to, um, you know, um, copy, um, duplicate um, exactly any other country. You know, we use all methods, whether, you know, whatever it may be, in order to advance our people and to help our community. So let me get to this um, 
this subchapter real quick. And so it's called Socialism in the Chicano Nation. And it says, Socialism is the transitional stage in a society between capitalism and communism. Communism marks the end of class society when a state or even a standing army is no longer necessary. It is a stage of human social development when oppression no longer exists, where no group oppresses any other group. This stage of communism will not develop so long as oppressive systems exist in the world. Our current oppressive economic systems of imperialism and capitalism didn't always exist. Class divisions began thousands of years ago. But before that, societies existed on a communal way of life rather than everything being owned by individuals. By individuals. Things belong to communities or to no one at all. This way of communal living existed for thousands of years before class divisions arose. It was only when earlier human beings developed the tools to produce surplus sustenance that class divisions came about. When individuals began producing their own food rather than hunting and gathering, those who were better at it benefited more. The larger the cultivation became, the larger scale of domestication of animals, the greater the inequality. There developed owners and workers, rulers and those being ruled. During these early times, new class divisions took on many forms of conflict. Rebellions of all types sprang from the existing despair, and people created religions in hopes of finding a way out of the oppression. Monarchies came and went, Masters and slaves were introduced, then feudalism developed to exploit the toiling masses. These oppressive horrors continued in the world uninterrupted until 1871 in Paris, France, when the people rose up and cast off the chains that bound them. The Paris Commune was established and only lasted physically for two months. But it remains in the minds of all who struggle against an oppressive state as a major event in the annals of people's struggles everywhere. The thousands who were slaughtered in the first attempt to establish a new order of social relations free from class divisions live on in memories as people would come to rise up all over the globe and remember those first who rose up in 1871. As good as the Paris Commune was, it lacked a vanguard leadership and thus was easily crushed. This can be seen as a microcosm of what a nation would be like simply having a revolution with a bunch of groups in a loose alliance with no vanguard. Yes, it may be temporarily successful at toppling an old order, but it will not last without a vanguard to lead the people not only in battle, but also in rebuilding a new society. Think Egypt in 2011. Largely in response to the Paris Commune, Car Karl Marx and Frederick Engels produced a body of work surrounding a new society with new relations of production. The Communist Manifesto was amongst this work. 
Marx taught us that the class which owns the means of production, factories, machinery, technology, etc., also controls the politics, including the state apparatus that is the prisons, military, legal system, etc., and the overall ideology of a society. But Marx showed that class systems create the conditions in which a revolution will occur to change the production relations. He explained that this is a natural occurrence, a matter of the material world being in constant motion. Forces of oppression push toward reactions in society to modify production relations, to be more appropriate for the developing productive forces. Based on Marx's teachings, in 1917, the Russian Revolution toppled the Tsar and then the capitalist class, creating the world's first socialist state led by V.I. Lenin. Leading up to the revolution, Lenin spent years leading a series of political struggles that drew clear distinctions between the proletarian line and others, and that developed the blueprint for how to build an effective communist party. By the time Lenin died, the Soviet Union had effectively won the ongoing civil war and defeated imperialist invasions that threatened the first socialist state. They had survived a period of compromise with various economic interests to rebuild the country from a combination of war and backwards feudal relations to build the first socialist economy run by the people and in the interests of the people. The world watched in awe as the Soviet Union developed in leaps and bounds. Then capitalist crisis raised its head again, bringing another inter-imperialist war that would hit Russia even harder than the first. But under Stalin's leadership and foresight, the Soviets prepared for Nazi invasion for years before it happened and their fighting spirit landed the majority of blows to the German fascist regime that led to its collapse. The Soviet Union lived on for some years after the war to continue to successfully build socialism in one country, but then rose to superpower status in the hands of the capitalist rotors who took over after Stalin's death. While World War II brought great devastation to the Soviet Union and Europe, it created openings for more class struggle, especially in the colonized nations. During those years, Mao Zedong became a leading figure in the communist-led national liberation struggle in China. Gaining victory and liberating China in 1949, China's liberation from Japanese imperialism and capitalism went against the dominant theory at the time. Even the dominant theory from leadership of the Soviet Union believed that a socialist revolution could not occur in a non-capitalist country. And some went so far as to say peasants were not a revolutionary force. Mao's China gave us the highest advancement in, the, in socialism the world has yet to see. The Chinese Revolution brought the great proletarian cultural revolution of 1966 to 76, which unleashed the masses to struggle with the leadership, theoretically, challenging new oppressors who had arisen and were deviating from the path toward communism.
Class struggle continues even during socialism. As a new bourgeoisie arises even within the party itself. This proved to be true after the death of Mao in 1976. Major advances in society were achieved in Mao's China and his leadership and political theory has yet to be surpassed in many year areas. Capitalist society has deformed the concept of what a people's hero is. Today, we find the quote-unquote ballers or those who hurt or oppress the people to be the most idolized. This is because many concepts are affected by living in a capitalist society. Even the idea of work has a whole different meaning today than it would under a socialist society. Today, work in the imperialist countries means to get rich or earn money to accumulate stuff, i.e. consumerism and living large. All this is a perverted thought process that only creates an environment where nothing is good enough, producing a, comp a compulsion for accumulation. Socialism is an economic system enforced by a state where the needs of the people are put at the forefront. Guarantees such as housing, work, land, food, and health care are universal. Society does not operate on who comes up more or the easiest, but rather a new ethos of new, of new culture where society looks to people who serve the people the most as their heroes. Socialism will help repair our communities and our ideas of what is really important in life and bring equality to our society. The liberation of Aslan under a socialist state would not just be an advance for the Chicano nation, but for all Rasa as well as all oppressed nations in the United States and worldwide. Emancipating Aslan should be the priority of all Rasa in the United States. This objective, once fulfilled, would serve as a liberated zone for all Rasa as well as a beacon for other oppressed nations. The creation of a socialist republic of Aslan will advance the international communist movement by not only serving as a base, but working as the vanguard in support of all national liberation struggles globally, with our final aim of world communism. A socialist Aslan will serve as a fountainhead of pan-Latino unity. Rasa in the United States would be welcome in socialist Aslan. Rasa, whose homeland was still under imperial control, would be encouraged and assisted to build a cadre to eventually liberate their homeland, wherever it is. In this way, the people's government of Aslan would serve as a launching pad for revolutionaries of all oppressed nations to liberate their people. Thus, it would be in the interest of all Rasa to struggle for a liberated Aslan. First Nations and other oppressed peoples should stand in solidarity with the Aslan Liberation Movement as we stand with you. And so, that was a short um, passage from the book Chicano Power and the Struggle for Aslan. And, you know, I thought that myself that it sounded like a very good explanation of what socialism in the Chicano nation 
um, really is and what it looks like. And, you know, as the subchapter stated, um, you know, this is not, you know, this would be a liberated zone. It would also be um, a launching pad for other national liberation struggles. Um, and Aslan stands with all people of all oppressed nations. Um, Aslan is is um, not only struggling to liberate its own national territory, but it's also um, struggling in order to assist um, all oppressed nations to liberate their own national territories as well. So this is something that the Chicano Nation has been struggling for uh, since 1848, since our land uh, was stolen uh, from America, um, you know, uh, and by America. And, and you know, and, and our land was taken uh, in 1846, and then in 1848 it was finalized. And, um, and that was, um, that is the official um birthday um of the chicano nation even though the chicano nation began to develop way before that um because of our um you know our distance from uh, the mexican government and um you know and so we began to develop before that but 1848 marks the official birth date of the chicano nation of aslan and you know and so when the america took the southwest you know, they took these lands, um, um, the Chicano Nation was born, and, you know, and this is our national territory, and we do struggle to liberate it, and we will continue to do so, and, and so this is what we're organizing for today, this is what we are um, mobilizing our community for, this is what, um, this is what we live for, and this is Aslan, so that was a short lesson on uh, the Chicano Nation and how socialism, um, because we're not just trying to liberate Aslan uh, in order to have brown capitalism. You know, we don't want brown faces in high places. We don't want, you know, a brown president and we're happy. We don't want that. We don't want better jobs and we're happy and then we'll go along and get along with America. No, we want a socialist republic. And this is what we're fighting for so that all our people and our nation is um, taken care of and provided for and our national interests are met. And, you know, and this includes, you know, we're not talking about um, just having schools and museums, um, you know, run by Chicano people. We, we don't care about that. We want our own government. We want our own standing army. And this is what this is what independence looks like, you know, not just, you know, we, we're on the city council of, of a certain city, you know, the how with that we don't care about that, you know, that is still contributing to America and the United Snakes. And we're not trying to contribute to the snakes. So what we want is we want independence. This is what we're struggling for. This is what, um, you know, um, Aslan is mobilizing for today at least um the vanguard of aslan you know because we you know there is um class contradictions within our nation as well just like within the black nation or the first nations where you have some segments of um our nation who are uh, attempting to assimilate into america we don't want assimilation and um you know we're struggling against uh, assimilators and 
their ilk. So anyway, um, that was a quick lesson on uh, uh, Chicano Nation and Aslan. Now let me, um, let me, we're going to take a short break and play some music and then we're going to come back with Brother G7. So this is dedicated to Aslan, this song, and, um, and to the beautiful women and brothers and sisters of Aslan. And um, as we fight the power, let's move forward. You're listening to PNN, KEXU, Poor People's Revolutionary Radio on 96.1 FM LP on the dial in Oakland and streaming online www.poormagazine.org slash radio.
everyone, this is KEXU 96.1 FM. I'm JV, and you're listening to Free Aslan. And now I'm back with Brother G7. And, you know, the brother was recently snatched up by the pigs, thrown in a concentration camp. So he's going to tell his story. Brother G7, thank you uh, for coming to Free Aslan. Welcome to Free Aslan once again. Thank you, brother, again, you know, for having me. It's always an honor. And I'm here just to shine light on, on what's going on out here in the struggle. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So tell us uh, what happened uh, recently. They snatched you up and threw you back in the concentration camp. What so happened? Pretty much. Long story short, you know, the Hayward police, they, they're they uh, guilty of, of being a corrupted department, you know, mm. for all these years. Mm. And uh, the, the main oppressors in, in the city, you know, arresting us for nothing. And pretty much that evil entity, you know, mm. that, that loves to keep us segregated and, and mm. separated. And uh, so they pulled up on me. I was fixing my van in my grandparents' neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the officers recognized me. He pulled over and uh, he immediately knew I was, you know, um, and basically an ex-felon, they mm-hmm. would call me. Um, I've been arrested before, you know. Mm-hmm. Who hasn't? So, yeah, so this, this, this officer, <laughs> you know, he said, he, he brings up to my attention, he says, I know you have a problem with uh, officers Willie and Clark uh, for what happened. Um, cause this, this officer obviously seen me at a city council meeting, uh, speaking up on behalf of Augie Gonzalez and the family. Well, what, what happened with Augie Gonzalez? So with Augie Gonzalez, he was, uh, killed in cold blood by the Hayward police department, mm. two officers, Willie and Clark. They're still on duty. Um, and we're still fighting for a private investigation that was denied by the mayor mm. and the city manager. Uh, they basically are letting the family know that they can have a private investigation. And uh, these officers were uh, justified by, um, mm. you know, some improper. Uh, wow. They said that because of the California wildfires, northern California wildfires, the officers vision was impaired or blurry that mm. evening. And so that could be another reason why they. Mm. Shot him in cold blood uh, 13 fire. times. It's on YouTube. Look up Augie Gonzalez Hayward police shooting. And so, and so so they knew you were involved with this uh, struggle for Augie Gonzalez. So they they brought that up and said, we know you don't. You, Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Wow. So he, they, they start searching me. They so searched they my phone. They asked me for brother. my name first. I said, listen, mm. sir, I'm not doing anything wrong. And um, I'm just fixing my van. I'm here. Mm. I don't have to. I don't even have to speak to you. He's like, well, how am I supposed to know who you are? You could be a fugitive. You could. I said, look, sir, he's all, we got a call of uh, somebody in a suspicious van. I said, Mm. I've been here trying to fix my van today, and uh, there should be no reason why anybody's making any complaint. This is my neighborhood. I mean, Mm. I grew up here. So he uh, took it upon himself to violate my rights, search Mm. my van, didn't find anything. Um, I had a couple little Norco pills because I have an injured left metacarpal hand Mm. that bothers me sometimes, and I have a prescription for it, but he made a big deal about this and he told my van he took me into jail kept me it was a friday he kept me over the weekend mm. and um basically i i took the opportunity you know while i was on the inside to spread the the news to you know everyone inside like you know this 45 and this whole evil entity out here the oppressors are designing it this way to where we are hurting each other killing each other causing conflict amongst each other because they know us together, and when I say us, I don't mean the U.S. I'm, yeah, I'm saying the oppressed us, people, the oppressed us, people. us yeah. as a people. We need to come together and stop the conflict amongst each other, stop killing each other, stop the tension between 
each other. You know, uh, this even goes for, I mean, I got a lot of uh, white brothers that, that are family, you know, that they're against the evil white supremacists, yeah, you know? Yeah. So the America with a K, mm. you know what I mean? And mm. KKK. And so that's just, that's, that's what it is, man, is they, they threw me in jail. So I got released on Monday. And um, so basically, yeah, they, they'll, they'll see me again. I don't believe in the system, but something needs to be done. And uh, so I'm going to keep campaigning with the family of Augie. And we're going to make sure that these officers get prosecuted in that 45 and his swastika sign. Uh, uh. Get out of there. You know what I mean? Uh. And uh, keep shining light on, on everything that they're doing to oppress us. Mm. And, and, you know, let me just, uh, you, you mentioned they violated your rights. And, you know, they violate, they do, they violate our rights as human beings. And, you know, but as far as these uh, American rights, you know, these these are colonized colonizers uh laws and so they don't even apply to us but yeah. but you, like you said they violated your rights and you know there was a, a organization uh called mim um back in the day and, and, and mim said there are no rights there are only power struggles and and that that's kind of like you know when you said they violated my rights yeah, and they violate all of our rights, but but in reality, yeah, in in reality, we have power struggles. We don't have rights in America because America, in America, being in existence, just being in existence violates our rights, um, just for their existence. So, but anyway, until we free Aslan, I'm just using terminology that the, the people can comprehend. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And really, yeah, we we will free Aslan, and there's no. Absolutely. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Absolutely, Free brother. Free out. And it may not be in our lifetime, but it will be in the future. And um, this is not why we struggle. We struggle for today uh, to keep that drum of resistance beating in the hearts and minds of our youth uh, and our future generations. But I want to hear, I heard you got some new music, brother. And so anyway, quickly though before we get into the music so when you went into the prison into the jail um did you um spread this education this revolutionary knowledge did you absolutely. share it with the prisoners absolutely with? i just you know I, I let everybody know that we need to stay together stay stay strong keep your head up mm. and uh you know keep your prayers strong absolutely and uh basically you know even though it may not seem like it's going to help, but I gave them the information to write the uh, mm. National Civil Liberty Union, mm. you know, which is 39 Drum Street, San Francisco, 94511. 94111, excuse me, the zip uh, code. Yeah. And that is in San Francisco, and uh. it's the National Civil Liberty Union. Let them know that your vi your rights have been violated, <laughs> power struggles have been violated, Absolutely, and we demand right. action be taken Absolutely. immediately. Immediately, and and the thing about jails and prison, you know, I spent a little bit of time in the concentration camps, as some of the listeners know, and you know, different forms of organizing. There's different people in in different levels of 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 you know consciousness in there, and so it's very hard to organize. Um, but it is possible, and the first step in organizing within the jails or within the prisons is through um, educational political. Uh, a political education and you know um, political education that's what um, that's the key to organizing in the jails or the prisons this is why I always um, promote 
um, any group or organization outside, out here in society, to create these newsletters and newspapers in order to send into the jails, send into the prisons to our brothers and sisters in there, in order to give them political education, to politicize them, um, so that when they come out, um, they can um, enter the struggle and, and be uh, uh, strong assets to the movement. But, the, you know, it's hard to organize on your own in there, and one of the best ways, uh, in my experience, was through um, reading material, revolutionary literature, and to get that and pass it on and to share it with your roommate, your Shelly, uh, educate him, and then branch out. And your neighbors, start working on your neighbors, move on down the tier, involve others, and then go to another block, send that over there, and continue to enlighten. And, and, and once people get a taste of revolutionary literature, they can't get enough. They want more of it. They get hooked on it. You know, and, and, and you know, it's, it, it's addicting because truth is addicting. When you learn truth, um, it's addicting because we've never had truth. We've never had truth in the schools or in the society. And so this is the key to organizing within the jails and prisons. But, but go on, brother. So you were in there. You shared uh, different knowledge and education and struggles that you're participating in out here. You shared it with the brothers in there. And, you know, um, and that's beautiful. And I, I could imagine that the pigs probably had you uh, targeted in there as well. Did you f suffer any repression in there? No, I just you know I you know I use my music too. I like to freestyle in there, mm. so I I just use uh, my music and I share my songs with a, a lot of brothers in there, and and uh, so you know gave them a little hope. Like man, you know if I make it big, we make it big. You know what absolutely. I mean? They see the tree, I see the forest, man. It, uh, we together. You know what I mean? Uh, United we stand, divided we fall. That's it, brother. And that's you know the system it. was designed in every detention center from juvenile hall to county jails, from state prison to federal prison cells probation parole enhancements for gang affiliation mm. and trigger locks for protecting our families mm. and ourselves not only from yeah. the enemies that are supposed to be family but yeah. from the unmarked car of the detective that didn't know his body cam or uh. his car cam and his partner on the scene were all off that evening Ooh. when we sh when they shot and killed that young man last night mm. you know in front of his mother Wow. But uh, separated and segregated is colonialism at its finest, mm. horizontal crime, imperialism, mm. you know, control of population with poverty epidemics mm. such as drug addictions of infliction by the oppressors mm. like 45 and his evil entity affiliates, mm. you know, to wipe out the middle class and make it either rich or poor forever. And, you know, just a few things that I was jotting down that they when I say they that I'm talking about the U.S. imperialist, mm. the oppressor. Yeah. They are the opposition they to righteousness, yes. you know, yes, and, yes, and the yes. root of all evil, corruption. CCC. Exactly. And, and distractions, destruction, you know, hatred. Uh. And self-discipline is what we need. Knowledge and wisdom from the creator. Relationship through prayer that each and every one of us share with the Heavenly Father. You know what I mean? And, 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 and <laughs> Mother Nature, you know, we got to yeah, take yeah. care of the earth. We got to take Mother care of each earth, other. You Mother know? Earth, yeah. We gotta, it's it's you know, too contaminated earth. and polluted, man, corrupted. So we got to yeah. come together and, and feed more positivity to each other. And, you know, like uh, Brother Joey has said, it's only 10% of us, our bodies are warriors. And physical, mm -hmm. are, are physical. Only 10% of our bodies is, is physical in mm. the battle of the spiritual warfare. And the rest is everything from spiritual, mental, emotional, you know. And so the more we feed energy to these things, the more that we grow in that area. So, mm. you know, yeah. just 
Just and that's the goal. Is loving to yourself is key, you know what I mean? Yourself. You got to love yourself. So I got love, this one song. I love the nation. Wanted to play before we end out? It's yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's hear this music. So we're going to hear some revolutionary music from Brother G7, um, who just got out the concentration camp. And, you know, they, they, this is what they do. They know he's in the struggle. He's, he's fighting the power. And so they're going to focus on him. And every time he steps out of line, they're going to snatch him up. And, you know, they're going to make stuff up. They're going to, you know, he didn't even, even when he don't step out the line, they're going to snatch him up, throw him in the, throw him in the concentration camp. But we, we're going to, we use that, you go in the concentration camp and just educate the people inside so you know it's gonna work um you know they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna lose in the in the long run so let's hear this music brother free my brother free my brother tony tiger and my little brother lorenzo mm. free them all free So enslaving my people for years Ever since they came for a gold I'm a golden state warrior There is no competition On a mission like 
Curry and I'm playing my position or Messi. I'm kicking the campaign with my people. I'm seeing that the pain that they inflict on us is lethal, illegal. And we go back to the forefathers. All men created equal, but they won't let us go farther. It's so unconstitutional, it's revolutional. I can't expand my horizons because of your pollution. On the wind, you gon' do something about it. Penitentiaries are crowded. Get my people out of them cages created for cattle. You don't wanna go to war, we were created for battle. Like an Aztec warrior, I kill a snake's rattle. God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. 45 can't block my shine up in my neighborhood. Take my soul. Why they wanna take my life from Back to business as usual, 2020, my visual, getting money, professional, I don't speak in subliminals, gotta get us a stronghold on politician, congressional, now they squealing confessional, we dealing with destiny. All of my life been little bank, take big bank, always hogging on everything, disappear when the pig came, shaking the law, cause they let us see us behind the wall, a billion dollar industry, and it's designed to kill us off, remember all the Cubans that flooded the coast of Florida, trying to find refuge like Guatemalan Honduran? 2020, that's a year of celebration, but we gotta come together, something like United Nations, it's a tactic that the government uses to distract us, confuse us, why they going on these cruises with our taxes, it's a tactic that the government uses to attack us, abuse us, why they going on these cruises with our taxes. Why they wanna take my soul, why they wanna take my life from me, just let me go. Free my people in them cages that's doing calendar pages No proper representation, them charges became outrageous The district attorney haters, public defender faking Keep us behind them walls to stop us from being the greatest Olympic gold medalists and world champions Behind them barbed wire fences and penitentiaries Treat us like animals, handcuffs and shackles Three hots in a cot, twenty deep When they attacking us on the street, they harassing us in racial profiling They said G back in jail, well he'll be gone for a while again Marginalized as it is, now he's institutionalized Doing so many bids, hard for him to socialize I don't think you realize, but it's up to the spirit They turn a blind eye, it's like they ain't trying to hear it Why they wanna take my life, my soul away from me Just let me go, and set all of my people free And that was Brother G7 And, you know, as always, you know, he's bringing new new sounds And revolutionary sounds to Free Aslan. And and unfortunately, we run out of time, but I want to thank you, G7, for coming, sharing your story of repression, and continue to update us. And, you know, we need to um, come together and continue to shine light anytime they attack our community, attack our loved ones. And I uh, thank you, brother, for coming to Free Aslan today. Thank you, brother, again for having me. You know, I'm always, that's what I'm here for. I'm always going to be here. And, and, and next week. Until come the struggle back. ends. Absolutely. And come back next week, brother, and, and, and we'll hear some more music. But And this is all for today. Um, this is 96.1 FM, uh, Poe People's uh, Revolutionary, Revolutionary Radio. Radio. I'm JV. This was Free Aslan, and Aslan, I'll see and you I'll next see week. Yes, yeah, I got it. I got it.